0: listening to PetLifeRadio.com.
1: Welcome to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. This is your host, Tim Link, and I'm so glad you're joining us today. My special guest today is renowned women's fiction author, Beth Kendrick, and we're going to be talking to Beth about her latest book, uh, The Lucky Dog Matchmaking Service. We're going to be excited about that and find out what those furry animals have to do with matchmaking. So we're going to go to a commercial break briefly, and we'll come back with Beth Kendrick to talk about the Lucky Dog Matchmaking Service. You're listening to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio.
2: Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Petco. Where the pets go. Petco. Where the pets go. Pet Life Radio has tail wagging, fur flying, fabulous deals for our listeners from Petco. Get $6 off your order of $60 or more and up to 40% off the entire Petco site. That's right. But that's- not all. Because you're a Pet Life Radio listener, you'll also get free shipping on your order of $49 or more. $6 off, up to 40% off, and free shipping. From PetLife Radio and Petco. To get these awesome deals, go to petcodeals.com. That's petcodeals.com. Petco where the pets go.
1: I'm not much of a reader, but I do wish I were more well read. Welcome back! Welcome back to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. This is your host Tim Link, and joining me now is author Beth Kendrick. Beth, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you. Thanks so much for having me.
1: It's uh, definitely our pleasure, and congratulations on your latest book, The Lucky Dog Matchmaking Service.
0: Thank you. It just came out, and uh, it's actually one of my favorite covers. We put a little ragtag group of dogs on the, the front, and it's it's super cute.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. It's a great cover, eye catching cover. I love the colors. Uh, you know, it's a dog's in sort of a uh, store or window display or a little uh, apartment, but it has the, the, Yellow and white awning, which definitely catches, uh, catches your eye. So big kudos on the cover.
0: You know, it's funny. One of the things I always get asked from author is how much input I have in the cover. And um, usually they ask, you know, the, the editorial team will ask for ideas. But in this case, there was a Bernese Mountain Dog in the book. But the dog on the cover is a greater Swiss Mountain Dog. I told my editor, I said, you know, I'm, I will hear, I shall hear up this. Because, you know, dog lovers know their roots, But it is actually, it's a greater Swiss. It's supposed to be a burner. I know the difference. But, you know.
1: It's artistic license. Yeah. You know, the cover is definitely, you know, when, when it's sitting on the shelf, you got to have a, a catchy title because that's what they're going to see on the uh, the binding. And then when they pull off the shelf, there's got to be something that catches their eye, catches their attention. And uh, you've got, uh, as you said, a ragtag group of uh, a dogs on the cover. And I'm sure there are uh, people out there who say, oh, that looks just like my dog. Yes. <laughs> yes. But
0: there's a little Scrappy Terrier, which was when I was with my first rescue dog. And I know there's a lot of cute little Scrappy Terriers out there.
1: Oh, yes, definitely dominating so. Dominating the world. <laughs> Tell our listeners a little bit about the uh, the Lucky Dog Matchmaking Service.
0: Basically, the Lucky Dog Matchmaking Service, it's sort of my love letter to um, bad dogs and the women who love them. It's a book about a rescue dog volunteer. Her name is Laura, and she has a special gift. She can uh, basically match you up with your full mate, but your caiman full mate instead of your human full mate. She just has a knack for um, feeling out that chemistry between owner and pet and looking beyond the surface of what people say they want, what they think they want, and and to find what they actually need in a dog. And sort of the underlying message is about really what purpose our dogs serve in our life. They're more than a companion. They're really, they're kind of a lifeline through emotional and, and transitions in our life. And so, um, it was a really special book for me. I, I've had rescue dogs, and they're really special to me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think the ironic thing I found from the book is the fact that uh, Laura does such a, a character. Laura does such a great job of matching people with their furry friends, you know, with the, the right, and perfect dog for them. But she has a little bit of challenges in uh, matching up everything else in her own life, doesn't she?
0: She does, and uh, as committed as she is to her dogs and as devoted as she is to them, she finds it hard to believe that she herself is worthy of the same devotion. It was funny I, I when I was writing the first chapter of this book I did talk to a lot of trainers and show handlers and rescuer volunteers and all of the women it was very interesting were saying they just have they have dating troubles because you know that's because of their commitment to the dog whether it's the expense that they have on the constant um, vet bills or you know the guy that they're dating doesn't want to share the bed with the dog or the fur or the allergies they they all universally said there's always something and so I thought that would be a fun aspect of the story to put in the human dating problems you have your dog
1: worker yeah absolutely and i, I think that uh, f- from working with uh you know my clients who obviously have all sorts of different animals including dogs i think the ones that have the most successful relationships are the ones that make it very clear that their furry feathered and finned friends are probably going to come first before the new guy finds his spot in the house wouldn't you say
0: Yeah, you know, you do. You have to be clear up front and um, the priorities, I think that's the problem when you're trying to rearrange your priorities after the fact, after someone new comes into your life. And so, but that, I mean, and that's the thing, though, is dog rescue volunteers are very dedicated to their animals, both the fosters and their, their permanent pets, and, you know, you can't compromise. So that's the key is finding the human that matches with you the same way that your pets do.
1: Absolutely. Now, tell us a little bit about you know writing this particular book. What was your motivation behind that? Because you've had a, a series of successful books, and they are not always uh, animal related, correct?
0: They're not animal-related, but many of them do have an animal character. And I, when I first uh, moved to Phoenix, I had a rescue dog. His name was Murphy. And he was just one of those, he looked like a little blonde Benji. And he was very cute. And when I adopted him, I had no idea. Uh, he had a shattered pelvis. They think he had been hit by a car before he had joined the rescue group. And he had hidden it. He disguised it, and there was never a trace of a limp. Finally, the vet uh, discovered it when he went for his well check. And, you know, but he was funny because he did disguise it and he was so tough, but when there was a stranger who was ooing and awing over how cute he was, he would start limping around pathetically with these sad, sad puppy eyes and they would give him food and then he would just strut on his way. And there was something about that. He was such a little punk and he, there was something about that personality and that, that I, I just said, you know, I could do the whole book with just dog characters and they really did take over the book. I um, mean, even the reviewers have commented on how the dogs have their own rich identities in this book. They really are part of the story. So, yeah, I sort of wanted to let that shine. And it was fun because I do have a, face group, a Facebook group. And um, there are so many dogs in the story, I would ask my Facebook fans to nominate their dogs for cameos or to name dogs in the story. And it was just a fun collaborative effort with all the dog lovers out there.
1: Absolutely. And your, your Facebook uh, location is under your name or uh, the Lucky Dog?
0: It's facebook.com slash Beth Kendrick books.
1: There you go. So you can everybody... also
0: find it through my website, which is bethkendrick.com. com. There's a yeah. link.
1: Great. So go to BethKendrick.com to learn more about uh, Beth and her other books as well as uh, get brushed up on the, the Lucky Dog Matchmaking Service. And Make sure you join her up on Facebook so you can tell her all about your wonderful animals as well. We talked about, uh, Beth, we talked a little bit about Laura, the, the main human character in the book. Pick one of the, your other favorite characters after writing, one of the favorite furry characters in the book, and tell us a little bit about them.
0: Uh, well, probably there's a master in this book named Titus who um, ends up finding a family after he crashes a preschooler's birthday party. You know, they're giant dogs and he goes glumping to the bounce house. Toddlers are flying everywhere. It's mass hysteria. But he loves children and so they end up, you know, he kind of spooks the pony at the birthday party. So what they end up doing is sort of saddling up the Mastiff, and the kids are around to eat them, and they love it. And it, you know, that was a fun scene to write. There's also um, a border collie mix in this book. And this was actually one of my Facebook fan's contributions. She said she had a border collie beagle mix, and they called it a begolly. it was their little <laughs> hybrid, their cute little you know, hybrid name. And, you know, border collies are so smart. That's really, I think, a lot of their behavior issues come in. They, they sort of outsmart the people they're living with. They always need a job. And so what Laura did with that particular dog was try to get focused and get some of the energy out by trying to do some dock diving. Are you familiar with the doggy dock diving sport?
1: Sure, but uh, tell our listeners a little bit more about it.
0: Yeah, so there's an organization called Splash Dogs. And it's very fun. It's basically a long platform. The dogs are trained to run down them and then jump into a long pool after a toy. And it's very athletic. It's very fun. And it's something that... You don't need to be a professional trainer to, to get your dog to do. And so uh, Laura, the character in the book, she gets the whole family involved in training this dog to do dog diving. And so it's, it's fun for the dog, and it's also a bonding activity for the family. And it really pulls the whole little community together. And that was a really fun, uh, the big of, you know, Border Collies has such a little personality with an edge to it. So it was fun.
1: All animals have to have, like you said, jobs to do and have to keep uh, mentally as well as physically stimulated, but Border Collie probably steps that up uh, one more notch. Oh, yeah. Just like hybrid cars, you have hybrid dogs, right?
0: Yes, exactly. It's fun <laughs> to think of the little the little name for that instead of like the Pumble, it's like the Begali or…
1: Yeah. Fantastic. Well, Beth, we're going to go to a, a quick commercial break, but I want to talk uh, to you a little bit more about your book, The Lucky Dog Matchmaking Service. So, everybody hang tight and we'll continue our conversation with Beth Kendrick right after these messages from our sponsors. Uh, you're listening to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio.
2: Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact.
0: I don't make any decisions about who to hire without going to Angie's List first.
1: You'll find reviews on home repair to healthcare, written by people just like you. With Angie's List, I know who to call, and I know the results will be fantastic. Angie's List,
2: who you can trust. Go to Angie'sList.com forward slash rights and get 25% off any subscription. That's Angie'sList.com forward slash rights, W-R-I-T-E-S. Or order online. Go to petmeds.com forward slash lucky, L U C K Y, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at petmeds.com.
0: This year, Americans are expected to spend a jaw dropping $36 billion on their pets, from lighted leashes to high end spa products. The discriminating pet owner can find just about anything to pamper his or her pet. Hi, this is Michelle Fern. Join me every week for Best Bets for Pets, where we'll talk about the latest pet products and talk to the companies that make them. Best Bets for Pets, every week, only on PetLifeRadio.com.
2: Talk pets
1: Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLiferadio.com. Welcome back, welcome back. You're listening to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. This is your host, Tim Link got author Beth Kendrick here talking to us a little bit about her latest book, The Lucky Dog Matchmaking Service. Now, Beth, uh, I had to put you on the spot. You have multiple books out there, uh, world-renowned here, women's fiction author. Tell us a little bit about what you learned from writing this book and maybe compare it to uh, some of your other writings. Is there a unique thing that you learned from writing this one?
0: Well, this one, again, I actually I learned a ton about dogs. My own dogs are better behaved now that I have written this book this book, also, there, there's a subplot uh, about the, the main character and her mother. Um, it was an interesting sort of exploration about basically fixing and progressing with human relationships within the context of all the animal stories happening. I think one of the other very successful books I've written is called Nearly Weds. And interestingly, it also has a dog on the cover. There's a big black rescue dog in that book. It's like a rottweiler Newfoundland mix. And that was a book about three women who are having difficulty during the first year of their marriage. They're all having, you know, in-law problems or spouse problems or career problems. And basically, again, there's a theme of sort of how the dog is a catalyst for change for them and, and helps them find the next step on their journey. So you can see as the animals pop up again and again, in their community books. Uh, A lot of women friendship, women relationship, sisters, mothers, that sort of thing. And I do learn so much with every book. But this book, one of the trainers I talked to let me go with her to a couple of confirmation shows, which are, you know, the beauty pageant, the dog beauty pageant. And I just sort of sat ringside all morning. I was actually watching the Bernice Mountain Dog competitions. and. People were so friendly and helpful, and they told me all kinds of stories. Let me put in those little details that you would never get otherwise, such as using black Vaseline on dogs' nose before they go into the show ring. And I guess it makes their nose look shiny and sparkly, and technically you're not supposed to do it, but everybody does. And I guess that's a trick from horse shows. And, and of course, it's all very girly things. And somebody said, you know, if you have a Bernice Mountain dog, which is a dark black dog, and it's got a great top line, which is sort of the spine, and you want to show it off, You'd wear light-colored skirts so that you could see the contrast. And if it's got not so great a top line, you'd want to wear dark-colored skirt to try to disguise that. So research is always really fun. Every single book, I've done baking books. I've gotten to go to Bake Off and take pastry classes. I, it's always learning something new, and it's been very fun.
1: Now, how do you get your uh, motivation? Do you have a whole slew of ideas and, and not enough lifetime to write them? Or is it more of somebody approaches you with something or your editors approach you with an idea? How do you come up with your inspirations for your books?
0: You know, where I get my ideas, I do know authors who have millions upon millions of ideas and will just never have enough time to write. I always think of my um, inspiration process as like a gumball machine. You put in your quarter and you turn the crank and I get one at a time. They're up there somewhere, but I cannot access them all. I I get sequential ideas, and it's usually when I'm at the end of a book – and I'm starting to panic and big business it. I'm out of ideas. I've got nothing. <laughs> I'll be writing the last 50 pages of a book and I'll have an idea for the next one. So it, 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 at true to form at the end of Lucky Dog and I was working on the last two chapters and I, I started having ideas for the next one. So Lucky Dog, I actually had the idea when I was doing edits for my previous book, which is called The Bake Off. It's a baking book, has nothing to do with dogs, but there's a dog in it, a very smart Irish terrier. In the revisions, I was fleshing out the Irish Terrier and working on that. And I said, you know, I could probably do a whole book just about, you know, sassy dogs and their personality. And thus, Lucky Dog was born. So, yeah, it's for me, it's one at a time.
1: Wow. That's fantastic. Well, then, when you're talking about uh, how you go about writing and scheduling your time, obviously, uh, you know, I talked to a lot of different authors and some are very dedicated. You know, at nine to 11 o'clock every day is when they write, other ones are whenever the deadline is, they get the book done. How does your process work?
0: My process pretty much, I'm very lucky. I work at home, but I do, I'm also a single parent to a small child. So I work when my child is in preschool. I work after he goes to bed. And, you know, I just have no life basically. And that's how it works now. I have page, I try to do a page count every day. I try to do five to seven pages. And I was recently at a conference and somebody asked me, you know, how do you balance, you know, raising a child and work and everything else you have to do? And my advice to people is always just, you have to lower your housekeeping standards and live with it. And then when you think they're low enough, sometimes you still have to take them down a few more notches. But you make it work. If you, if you really wanted to do this, if you really want to write, you just you find the time, you make it work.
1: Yeah, you do. I don't know. For me, at least, it's more of maybe it's procrastination. I'm not sure. But uh, I do better when I have a lot more on my plate. When things are slowing down, that's the time I really should be writing. But that's not the time I really typically write. It's usually when there's a no, thousand there- things going on.
0: I would agree. There's some incentive to the time pressure, and there's nothing like having a contract with a deadline to light that fire under you. So, yeah, it's It's very paradoxical how that works. Sometimes the more, you, the more you have to do, the more you get done.
1: That's absolutely right. So from the book Lucky Dog, I'll put you on the spot. After our readers pick up a copy and read The Lucky Dog, what is the one thing you wanted to walk away from uh, after reading the
0: book? I think really this is, at the end of the day, a book about being true to yourself and not compromising your values for anyone else the main character in this book has felt like by following her heart and doing all this rescue dog work, she's let down a lot of people in her life. She's let down her mother who really wanted her to be a high, you know, a high powered you know, shark tank entrepreneur. She's let down her boyfriend who wants her to focus on having a more um, structured and, you know, traditional domestic life. But she has, you know, this is, from, this is a calling. It's not just a job for her. It's a calling. And it's also a service. It's a service to all the people who are benefiting from having getting the new dogs into their lives. And so in the end, this is the right path for her. And staying true to, to what she believes in is, is the right thing for her ultimately works out.
1: There you go. And I think it's a good story on a good way to follow life in general, wouldn't you say?
0: Yes, yes. You know, there are, there are many days when I feel like I should have done something practical, like become an insurance actuary or, or you know, have like a more stable traditional job that this is really what I was meant to do. And, it, and it will. you know, it's like that same leap in and that will appear. Sometimes you just have to do your work, do your research, but at the end of the day, it's a leap of faith.
1: Yeah. And everything will take care of itself, is what I find. You know, if you don't yeah. worry about it, take that leap of faith, follow what you're supposed to be doing, and then uh, let the uh, let everything happen around you.
0: Exactly.
1: Good story. All right. So, everybody, pick up a copy of the book. The book, once again, uh, written by Beth Kendrick. It's called The Lucky Dog Matchmaking Service. You can find it at all major bookstores. And obviously, go to Beth's site, which is bethkendrick.com, and follow her on Beth Kendrick on Facebook, Beth Kendrick forward slash Lucky Dog. Is that
0: correct? Uh, Beth Kendrick books. Yep. Beth Kendrick books. Yep.
1: I'll get this right. <laughs> so, follow her <laughs> on Facebook as well. So, keep up on what's going on. So, Beth, congratulations once again on a uh, fantastic book. Uh, we look forward to hearing from you more in the future and uh, have fun out there uh, promoting the book. I will. Thank you so much. So, we were talking to Beth Kendrick. Uh, everybody pick up a copy of the book, The Lucky Dog Matchmaking Service. We're coming to the end of the show today, however. So, I'd like to thank everyone for listening to the Animal Rights Show on Pet Life Radio. I'd also like to thank our sponsors and producers for making this show possible. To find out more about me, Tim Link, and the other guests I've interviewed on the Animal Rights Show, you can go to Pet Life Radio. That's petliferadio.com. Click on the animal rights icon, read the blogs, download all the episodes, and uh, listen to your favorite authors. While you're there, make sure you check out all the other wonderful shows on Pet Life Radio, which is petliferadio.com. Uh, If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for the show, you can email me. Please email me at tim at petliferadio.com. It's tim at petliferadio.com, and I'll do my best to answer your questions, entertain your comments, and try to bring the authors you want to hear most onto the show. So until next time, write a great story about the animals in your life. Share it in a blog, article, or in a book. And who knows, you may be the next guest on Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Have a great day. Let's Talk
2: Pets